The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Good morning, church. Man, it's so exciting to be here. Uh, it's exciting that we serve a God uh, of abundance, a God who wants us to be successful. Man, how many of you are convinced that God wants us to be successful? Yeah? You're convinced that God wants you to be successful, right? Amen. It's true, man. He wants us to be successful. I mean, if we go to... You know, the word of God in John 15, verse 16, in the Amplified Version, it says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I've appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you could go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit will remain and be lasting, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name as my representative, he may give to you. Man, God wants us to bear fruit. Fruit that remains. And Psalms 35 verse 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Man, not only does God want you to be successful? He has pleasure in it. He rejoices when he sees you prosper, when he sees you do well. Right? And Genesis 1.28 tells us, it says that then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Man, God wants you to fill the earth and subdue it. You are anointed for global impact. Man, this is something that you need to receive in yourself, in your spirit. You need to receive it and know that you are anointed for global impact. Whatever you are doing right now, it's for global impact. I was telling the guys in the choir in the first service, say that God is looking for who to give the next way maker to. He's looking for that. For people who will take this thing global. But we need to open our hearts and receive it. Right? I mean, Martin was in the first service. He gave his testimony. And he was talking about his side hustle. He's got his own job, but he was talking about his side hustle last week. And he was saying that it's an international business. He's, he's doing business internationally. Consulting internationally. Man. And he said, when that money hit my account, man, my head spun around. Man, I could not believe it. Man, things were happening so fast. My head was spinning. That's the God that we serve. Man, some of you guys, your dreams have died, man. You don't believe this. Man, some of you, life has been knocking you around for so long that you don't believe this anymore. But I'm here to tell you that it's the season for global impact. And you need to receive it. It's the season for global impact. You write songs. I mean, anything can be done on the internet this day. If you can consult on the internet in South Africa, in Randberg, in four ways, you can do it in the UK. You can do it in Los Angeles. You need to receive it. 
You need to believe it. Right? I just said, let me just read for you. I mean, you guys, I don't know, in the second service, first service didn't get this stuff. But anyway, it says this in Isaiah 54. And I'm going to give you this word in Isaiah 54. The Lord gave me this word when I was starting my own business six years ago. And this is what it says. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. You who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Sing, O you barren, all you who thinks that you've been disadvantaged in the past. You who think that, you know what, I've never produced anything in my life. The Lord is saying, this is your time to sing right now. This is what he's saying right now. He's saying, enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit your fruit, will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I encourage you to go and read the rest of it. But for some of you are feeling that, man, I've never done anything. My life is going away. It's wasting away. I've never achieved anything. It seemed as if it was working out. Now there was this problem. This is what the Lord is saying to you. Seeing all who was barren, today is your day. Amen. Yes, the Lord is saying increase your capacity. It's the time for global impact. Hallelujah. So the Lord wants us to prosper. But it's important to know why. You know, Pastor T, Pastor Chip always say, especially in the marriage classes, to say that abuse of a thing starts wherever its purpose is not known. So if we know the reason why God wants us to prosper... Number one, it's actually is, is the key to, for us to actually prosper, if you know the why. But number two, also not abuse it. And it says, this is the word of God in Isaiah 2, in the New Living Translation. If you can put it in the New Living Translation. It says, this is the vision that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. In the last days, today, these are the last days, right? He says the mountain of the house of the Lord, the church of the Lord, will be the most important place on earth. Amen. This is what it's saying. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion and his word will go out of Jerusalem. This is why the Lord wants us to prosper. So that the nations will see and say, man, there is something happening there. Let us go to the mountain of the house of the Lord. Let us go and talk to those people who say they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For they will teach us his ways and we will be prosperous. This is what the word is saying. Right? It's for evangelism. It's for the advancement of the kingdom. That's why the Lord wants us to prosper. You know, in life it's better to show someone than to tell them. 
right? They created a whole magazine called Forbes so that people can just see and see success. That's why people buy those magazines, even if they never apply what you're saying, but man, I just want to see it. (laughs) Right? I just want to see it. So that's the thing. For us to advance the kingdom of God, man, we need results. We need to produce fruit. So as long as, you know, people out in the world have more fruit, people are not going to listen. Because people will always revert to what they can touch and feel. That's the bottom line. But the Lord is saying, man, I'm coming back to a victorious bride. Right? And I need you to be successful. I need you to prosper. And that is the why. That is the why. That we should prosper. But how do we do it? Because I'm always concerned to say, man, this is what you're saying, oh Lord. But how do I do it? How do I experience this? And we go back to exhibit A. Psalm 35, 27, what does it say? It says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Who favor my righteous cause. The key is in us favoring God's righteous cause. Right? We need to be sold out to God's righteous cause. It says, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Of his servant. So when we are born again, we become children of God. Yes, we are children of God. But there are those who are called servants of God. And there's a difference. Right? You need to get yourself to, the serv- to become a servant of God. And it's saying there that these are the ones who will prosper. And what is God's cause? What is God's righteous cause? What is the most important thing that God is doing right now? What is Jesus Christ doing right now? I mean, we see when Jesus Christ came on earth, one of the first things he spoke about when he began his ministry, Luke four seventeen to 19, he says, and he was, it says this, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he opened the book, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is how, this is what he was, he was declaring his intention, his reason why he was here. And this reasons, ladies and gentlemen, it never changed. The intention never changed. But he said the same thing when he was checking out in Mark, Matthew 24, 14. He says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as witness to all nations. And then the end will come. And then the end will come. Right? So it means this is the most important thing. There's nothing more important than the preaching of the gospel. That's what God is doing right now. That's the mission. That's his cause. And Jesus is saying, you know what? Favor this cause. Right? By becoming a servant. And we'll see what that looks like. Right? How do we join in this work? How do we favor his cause? How do we focus on it? The word is clear in Ephesians 4 verse 16. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. 
from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causing, causing growth to the body for the edification of itself in love. Everyone has a part to play. And the main vehicle, right, which God is doing the work or which Jesus is doing the work is the local church. The work is being done through the church. And since we are here on a Sunday and you're watching online and it's Faith Hill Church, I'm talking about Faith Hill Church, right? Those who are where they are are where they are. I'm talking about Faith Hill Church today, right? So what Faith Hill Church is doing, your local church is doing, that's what Jesus Christ is doing. And he's saying partner with that, right? Through number one, everyone has been given something to do by serving, by giving. That's how you partner with God's righteous cause. That's how you favor God's righteous cause. You become excited about it, right? You join in it and work. This is your house, right? When you're in your home, you know, if this is your house, let's say, you know, some of us have the privilege of, you know, um, hosting weddings, for example, for family. So I remember my own wedding, also when my sister had a wedding. But one thing I found out, especially with my, my sister's wedding, is that when you are there as the family, man, you are not there to enjoy the party. <laughs> right? We rest when things are done. When people have gone to their houses and remove our shoes and say, man, that was a nice wedding, but yo, I was working. Right? That's what weddings, that's what, that's what happens. So when you come to the house of the Lord like this, to your father's house, man, we are participating in this one big celebration every Sunday. We are participating to, in making sure that everyone else serving others so that they have a great time, so that they can connect with the Lord. As we are connecting, obviously, you know, you would put in one or two dances and whatever, and your feet are hurting. But at least you get to do it, enjoy the party. But the main thing is that you're doing it because you understand, you know, it's, we are doing this, you know, to make sure that others are served. So it's the same thing, even if you go to your own homes, Christmas parties, and whatever it is, man, you are there to make sure that those things are happening. So when we are here, and what, what I'm saying is that let's not fall into the trap of saying that, no, I I'm just going there to, you know, to be served and I've got my problems. I want them to be dealt with and everything. You know, that's, that's slumber. You're not really, you know, you don't have the real perception of what exactly is going on and what the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is about. You know, one, once there's one person who was in such a slumber, you know, this was Jacob. If we go to Genesis 28 verse 10 to 16, he says, now Jacob went out of Bisheba and went towards Haran. And so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on earth and its top reached to heaven. And there were angels of God uh, angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. 
you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east into the north of the, and to the south. So remember the God of global impact. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And, you will bring, and, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And goes on to say, And then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Man, not only was, did, did Jacob, you know, uh, uh, you know arise from, from, from a, a physical slumber, he also arose from a spiritual slumber. He didn't have the perception of where he was, that this was the house of the Lord. <laughs> Man, he didn't understand. Man, and I was also in such a slumber, you know, some years ago, seven years ago, you know. And I remember I was just behind that pot plant here, you know, chilling with the fellas before we had, you know, extended. I think the media desk was there. And, you know, I would just attend church sporadically. You know, sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not, you know, just doing my thing. And after service, you know, lo and behold, PT comes. I'm just seeing this guy coming towards me. I'm like, okay, I don't know what he's up to. Then he's like, hey, young man. If you're not coming to church next time, tell me. Because ah. I hadn't been there the week before. I'm like, this guy, what's going on, you know? <laughs> but I didn't understand what was happening. And he wanted me to connect with what God was doing. He wanted me to have a perception of this place and what it could do for me. Instead of just, you know, going around and, and being, wasn't that, I mean, it was a crazy time back then, you know, I didn't have a job, depressed and things were happening. But still, I say, hey, man, instead of be just wandering around, connect this to this place. Commit so that you can take your life to the next level. Right? Arise from the slumber. And today I'm saying to some of you guys, you know, to me as well, arise from the slumber. You know, this is just not a place where you just come and, you know, you know connect to what's happening. If you believe this is a place where God has called you, connect with what's happening so that you can take your life to the next level Amen. through what God is doing. Serve, give, connect so that you can take your life to the next level. You know, the church of God is not, it's not a hospital. You know? Where we come on Sunday after being beaten down Monday to Friday and we try to recover by ourselves on Saturday. Then now I just have to go at least the pastor can tell me something to just soothe my wounds. You know, to just, you know, brace myself, you know, for, for, for this boss tomorrow on Monday is going to be on. The church is not about that. It's not about that. You know, this is a, an army. It's a vessel. It's a warship where you come through, man, and you're, you know, you know, you're stealing your territory and saying, man, I'm marking my territory. I'm advancing forward by participating with what is happening here. Man, whenever you serve at Kids Day, you are strengthening yourself for what's going to be happening in the marketplace tomorrow. Whenever you serve in the media, do whatever, you're strengthening yourself. That's what you're doing. You're removing the victim mentality to just cower and say, I don't know what's happening on Monday. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? No, man. Come on. You don't go to work afraid. Say now, they said, come back and you hide now. You have to hide in the bathroom. Am I talking to someone? You have to hide in the bathroom. 
You're afraid of your boss. No, it doesn't work like that. You strengthen yourself here. We practice, we learn things here. Commitment. We learn it here. Honor, we learn it here. In the house of the Lord. Right? That's what happens. And someone might say, you know what, but, you know, I've got my job out there, you know. You know, I'm an engineer, I'm a, I'm a doctor, you know. How, and my, my, no. These things, there's no, you know, the lie of the enemy is that, you know, these things are, are, are separate. They are not. You know, you don't go to work and now remove your surname and put it in your back pocket. You don't remove your identity at work, right? You are who you are, right? And you go and work, I am who I am. So when you go to work, you go to your business, you are a child of God. And you are participating from that level there. When you come here, man, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. I understand these things. I'm an educator. We've got engineers working there, you know, at the background on the media team, you know, in, you know, putting in their skills, incorporating. We've got educators at the kids' department putting in their skills. Business people, you know, you know, helping the church and everything, you know, with skills, administrative skills. That's what it's about. So there's no separation. And for a long time, like, it was like church is a second-rate thing. Then there are those at the extreme who say, I may I only do church. No, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. You go to the marketplace and you do what you have to do there. Right? In matter of fact, Jesus looked for people in the marketplace who were doing something, fishermen, business people, who were working, they understood. The marketplace, you are tested. There's no love there. Right? There's productivity. There's KPIs. There's the time. What time did you log in and log off? There's teams. Here we can forgive you. We can smile and say, hey. There they use the road of correction. Progressive discipline. First warning, final warning, you're out. That's what they do out there. And Jesus went there because he knew that, man, these people, they are clued up. They know what they're doing. Let me go there. So we go and we succeed out there and we come back here. And that's what we do. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, so we are not here, guys, by accident. Wherever you go, wherever the Lord has planted you, in the marketplace, it's not by accident. In this house, if you're saying that this is my house where God has planted me, it's not an accident. It's for a reason. Right? Remember John 15, 16, he says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I've appointed and placed and purposefully planted you. Thank you. Right? So that you will keep on bearing fruit. The person who does the planting is Jesus Christ. If you are someone who prays for stuff, so I'm not trying if you, okay, if you just, you know, sometimes, you know, you hear people say, ah, I'm, 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 I don't know, shopping for a church or looking for a church. I don't know what they'll be doing, right? Okay, going, I don't know. But something like a church, for example, if you have prayed about it, God hears your prayer and you believe that not God heard my prayer. That's what you take, that prayer and you become planted in that place. If that's honestly you're saying, that's what I heard. Right? 
So church is not a buffet. You know, you can't, you can't be called in two places at the same time. It will never happen. It can't. Right? You are called where you are called. If that's where you believe you are called for, to the best thing to do is to connect with what's happening there and you run with it. Otherwise, it's a lost opportunity. You are just wasting your time and going around in circles rather than you are just connecting to where that train is going. And man, you're gone. That's what you need to do. So a lot of people, they waste time, right? They waste a lot of time. You know, they're still thinking, I'm still doing this, which is not a problem, but it's just a waste of time, right? It's just a waste of time. So in your job, you've prayed about it. And you said, man, this is the place. I mean, you prayed, you're excited, sent out that CV, God answered my prayer. Two weeks later, what's wrong now? Huh? Now someone's saying, ah, no, this boss, (coughs) this boss, ah, this HOD, ah, this team leader, they don't know what's going on, man. They don't know what's cutting. Guys, those are distractions, guys. You're not there for that. Those are just distractions. And man, we work in labor law, so I understand. Man, people are always, yo, this and that. Hey. Dude, these organizations are just too big. They are bigger than you, right? You connect with the organization for what you sent your CV for, you did your interview for, you say that you're going to do A, B, and C. Just do A, B, and C. Don't get yourself involved with a lot of other things. Ne? You just do A, B, and C. Just learn what you're supposed to learn there and be on your way. Amen. Happiness. But people, they engage with a lot of things. You know, actually, you know, I see the team leader is my trick. Me, I did PhD. <laughs> Dude, your PhD doesn't matter. <laughs> there they want metric. They don't want PhD. <laughs> metric is what's working. Not PhD. Ha! Huh? People are amazing. I saw this, this, uh-uh. No, if it was me, I should have done the strategy like this. It's not you. They didn't ask you. Right? I could have done that spreadsheet like this, but no, it's not your turn. Right? You see, in this life, it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't. As long as that person, there's someone before you, then you just need to honor that person. You just, it's, 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 the, it's the principles of God. I'm not saying this. I'm not the one who wrote this. It's God. Right? And he says in Luke 16, 12, And if you have not been faithful with what's another man's, who will commit to you what is your own? If you are not faithful to your team leader's goals, who will commit to you what is your own? If you are saying we are doing 15 calls a day, if you cannot commit to that, who can commit to you what is your own? No one. It can't happen. Then you have those who say that I won't listen to my team leader, but I'll go to the CEO. And the CEO doesn't want to hear from you. Because if you are disrespectful to the person who's just one stage above you, then guess what? You are disrespectful to the CEO. Because you are disrespectful to the chain of command that they've put. 
So you know, and then we always do with this at work, you know. And because with that at work, you know, Adventist missiles, it's something. And we're always like, so so someone, for example, you know, they have been called for performance or they're going for a disciplinary hearing, but you know, by their the, their manager, that line manager who you thought, you know, doesn't didn't matter because of their metric. Now they're calling you for the disciplinary hearing. Right? Then they'll be saying, No. The CEO doesn't know about it. I'm like, ah, they know. I'm like, they already had a meeting on Monday, and, they, and the CEO said, yes, go ahead, dismiss that person. The CEO knows about it. That's how authority works. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't circumvent and say that, ah, no, so me, I'm going to go here and there. It doesn't work like that. Right? This is just how to get the success. These are the principles of God. Right? And he said, as we are planted, guys, we need to just be fanatical about adding value. Add value. If you see something wrong, you go fix it at work. You see, uh, the problem is why people get into all sorts of things is because they are not thinking, what else can I do? Whatever something is wrong, it can be fixed, do it. Yes. And some people hear them saying that, ah, this is, this is what? I, I don't get enough, I don't get paid enough for this. Guess what? If you are saying that, you're in the right place. If you are now doing things which are not getting paid for, guess what? You're on the right step to promotion. Because you are doing things you are not being paid for. You are on the step to promotion. That's what you're doing. Right? So you need to be excited about doing things, guys. Adding value wherever you are. Right, if I'm outside here, yeah, I'm seeing that someone needs assistance with the parking of the car. Man, I'll be the first one to do it. Right? And as PT said, you can't expect someone else to do something that you are not prepared to do. So right now, if we want to enjoy and, and enjoy this success God wants us, wants for us, we need to be excited about adding value, about serving others. Right? About being planted, man. Planted, pl being planted is important. Right? So here, Psalms 92, verse 13, it says in the New King James Version, 13 to 14, it says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. It's amazing that it doesn't, it doesn't say that um, they'll just be prosperous in the house of the Lord only. It says they'll be prosperous. Everywhere, in everything that they do, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall bear fruit even in their old age. Wherever they are, in the marketplace, in their assignment, they will still bear fruit. That's what it's saying. Right? But it starts by you just, just, just saying that, you know what, whatever I'm doing, I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. Colossians 3 verse 23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And this way people get tripped up. Get tripped up. Hey, this is happening. Oh, my boss is like this. Oh, my pastor is stealing money. Yeah, guy. Okay. <laughs> you get tripped up by things that don't matter. Instead of serving the Lord. 
Right? You serve the Lord. Listen, God will always do things through people. It doesn't matter whether you think they are right or not, or they make mistakes or not. God does things through people. And if you set a hierarchy, that's what you have to follow. Right? Because that's the way God does it. And God will seldom do anything without people. So we read earlier on the story of Paul. I mean, we know the story and Paul, you know, met Jesus on the way, on the road to Damascus. He recorded in X9. And this is, this is what, I mean, so he meets Jesus and is blinded and all these things. And do you know what Jesus says to me? And he said, so he, he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. Man, it's amazing, right? That God, Jesus just say that, ah, you can start the work. <laughs> he said, go into the city and you'll be told what to do. Yeah. Man, what would you have done if you had met Jesus? Man, if I had met Jesus, me, face to face, ah, man, I would have started big H ministries. I mean, what can you tell me? I met the guy. Yeah. I met Jesus. What, what else can you tell me? Guys, I'm starting, man, my YouTube channel. I'm starting this thing, Facebook. We are doing it. I don't want to hear anything. I saw the guy. There were other people there. And man, it happened. But still, he had to go to other people. He had to connect with the disciples. He had to know what he didn't know. As PT always says, unconscious incompetence. There's things that you don't know. You don't even know that you don't know them. But there you are. Out of varsity or metric, you want to start a business. You want to be your own. You don't want a boss. You're your own boss. You don't want. You did MBA. You did this thing. They did the accounting course as part of it. There was a marketing thing. I don't want a boss. I'm going to do this thing. I'm my own boss. Of what? This is the question. Of who? Now I remember. After varsity 2010, you know, I'd done my varsity now. And, and you know, it's just floating after 2011. And my sister was genuinely concerned. And she was like, hey, Chief, what exactly do you want to do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to write a book. And she replied to me. And she looked at me and she replied. In a few words, she was like, who is going to listen to you? <laughs> Boom. Who is going to listen to you, Chief, Mr. L.O.B., four years? Who cares about that? What have you done? Who's going to listen to you? So a lot of people want to be listened to, but they have not even yet built the experience, built the knowledge, built the fruit that people can see and hear, man. You need experience in this thing. Man, I've been married for three years, but I can't even talk about marriage because I know this thing is hot. <laughs> you just don't come out of nowhere and say, maybe I'm doing this, maybe I'm doing that. My guy, you burn. <laughs> yeah? I don't know why I like people like marriage ministries. 
marriage and prayer. But anyway, you burn. Was it hot in there? Yeah? We listen from the big boys. Yeah? Listen from Pete and tell us. Yeah? Q and Pam and others. Ten years. Ten years experience. We can listen. Said, ah, at least there's ten years there. <laughs> you need substance. And if you don't have, it's okay. Go and learn. Because God gives us ideas ahead of our time. That's what you need to know. God will give you an idea ahead of its time. That's also what a prophecy is. Idea ahead of its time. But the problem is now when you want to circumvent the time and go before the time, man, it becomes tough. It's difficult. Right? We're not saying you're not called to this. We're not saying that you shouldn't run your own business. But do you have the foundations? Have you learned the necessary skills for you to be able to be a success in that place? That's what it's about. There's no one holding you back. No one. People want people to be successful. That's what I learned. That's what I know. But the point is there's a way of doing it. Right? There are things you need to learn. Honor. Right? You need to learn about it. Because man, when you are now out there on your own, man, it's hard. You will be tested. Right? And we see the soldiers. Every day we see the soldiers, you know, who have fallen. People who were anointed. People who were called by God to do A, B, and C. And everyone's like, ah, they were called for real. So what happened? There were some foundations which were not there. And that's what the Lord wants to fix. Even in business. <coughs> there are some foundations he wants to sort out. Even with Elisha, he was given a double portion by Elijah in 2 Kings 2. He had worked with him for six years. Elisha didn't go to start, or he didn't have to reinvent the wheel. He didn't have to start again. He just rolled with it. Right? And that's what the Lord is saying. I mean, there's this story I spoke about it in the first service. Uh, there was this lady. She was the, I think, right-hand woman of Warren Buffett. For years, she worked for him. And she eventually said, you know what? I want to go and start my own business. I'm going to be servicing um, companies which are too small for us. Because we only service small, big companies. And Warren was like, wow, no, that's amazing. Actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to write a recommendation for you. He went and contacted the, the you know, business articles and he wrote. She didn't have to look for a new thing herself. That's the power of honor. You don't have to start by yourself. You don't have to do things, you know, duplicating, wasting time. Ultimately, it's counterproductive to the kingdom of God to watch to your assignment. It's just counterproductive. Stay where you have to stay long enough. And God will show you the way you have to go. It's like a pot plant. It can't grow. If today it's here, then the, the plant moves out, looks for another pl a pot. Have you ever seen that? Have you, ever seen that? <laughs> you need commitment. 
in marriage, in everything you do, you need commitment. So, yeah, I just said, man, let me, you know, I just pray to the Lord. I'm like, this subject is important because we need to know how to navigate our lives, ourselves, in the marketplace so that we can succeed. So let's just thank the Lord for his word. We're just going to pray. You can stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your word that gives us the ability, that gives us the strategies to prosper, Lord. That gives us the tools to navigate this life, oh Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are delighted and excited about our prosperity and success in the marketplace, in our businesses. Father, I thank you that you are mindful. You are mindful for us, Lord God. You are mindful. You want us to succeed, Father God. Father, I thank you. You want us to succeed, Lord God. You delight in our prosperity. I thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your children, Lord. I speak against confusion in the marketplace. I speak against unnecessary chaos in the marketplace. I just speak life, Lord God, into relationships with their superiors, their subordinates. I just speak life into those relationships, Lord God. I speak honor in the name of Jesus. I speak against the maneuvers of the enemy, Lord God, of confusion and strife. Lord God, I thank you that their workplaces will no longer be toxic environments. Lord. We, we curse at that word, toxic environment. We speak it out of the corporate language in South Africa. We speak that word out of the corporate language in the world. No more toxic environments. Father, we thank you that they are above only and never beneath. The head and not the tail. Father, we thank you even for those in business. Lord, Father, we thank you for strengthening them, Lord God. Father God, we thank you for, for, for bringing the right people to them, Lord God, to help them in the work they should do. We thank you for the right resources, the right tools to increase their capacity in their businesses, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah, for those who have got callings upon their lives for the yes, work of Lord. the ministry. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that they should know the way they should go, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They will know that honor is the key to promotion, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, that they will not do things ahead of your divine providence. Yes, Lord. But, Father, they will do the right things at the right time. Thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, you know, all, all, all of us here asked uh, Pastor C to join. All of us have had uh, experience in the marketplace. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, uh, Pastor Henry would be the right person to encourage you around this. When you go into the marketplace, if you want to see the favor of God flow uh, in your life, man, you're going to have to start applying some of these things that he was talking about. Uh, amen. Uh, your attitude is probably 80 to 90 percent of uh, you know what happens to you in the marketplace if you go in the marketplace with the right attitude uh, promotion is going to find you amen 
Uh, in fact, I've learned this about, you know, most CEOs, business owners. They're not really looking uh, for competence because they can send you to school to train. They're just looking for people who carry the right attitude. And so in the church, for many, many years, that's one thing we've struggled with because for most of us, God has shown us uh, our end uh, from the beginning and we have seen like Joseph our brothers bowing down uh, and you know that 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 has created uh, a wrong attitude you know when you go into the marketplace uh, sometimes you may not get a job that you necessarily have seen in the prophetic word but if God has given you that and planted you there man if you apply yourself I'm telling you it's gonna uh, my first job here when I uh, got my job, you know, similar to Henry. I think my salary was 5,000 Rand and I had to do all the clerical work and run around. And But before I left, I was second in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. I was second in charge. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and all the boss was looking for was a good attitude. So instead of complaining on my way to work, I prayed for him. Hallelujah. How many of you know that you can't complain about someone you're praying for? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're trying to get you to... Man, this is a cheat code for promotion. And so Henry, I asked him to stay. So he graduated, you know, with uh, his erudite scholarly degree. And usually young people, when they graduate, they think, you know what? I'm, I'm the, I'll be the man. I'm now, you know. And so he came and uh, the first job he got, he came and we talked about it. He said, this is not the kind of job I'm qualified for. I said to him, man, the Lord has given you this job and uh, go and apply yourself. It's a test. It's a test for promotion. Now, what was your first salary in this job? 5,000 5, rand. Yeah. You know, 5,000 rand. What can you do with 5,000 rand? You can't do much. And uh, for, for the most part, you're using all that 5,000 just to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and how many of you know that it's worth it because it's training ground? I'm going to use it to go and I'm going to train. I'm going to, you know, train and, and use all the, the available opportunity that they afford me so I can train. And so uh, the Lord began to speak to you. Now he owns a multi-million rand business. Come on, give Amen. it up to the Lord. A multi-million rand business. They consult with a lot of people and help. Uh, I get consultation for free. I'm the pastor. So <laughs> I just call him. I don't tell him it's a consultation. I just call him and I say, what should I do here? And he tells me. I say, I say thanks. You know, but uh, right now they employ a lot of people. Yeah. You know, but how did that journey start? It started with a good attitude. I remember when he finally, having served that business for two to three years, he finally came to uh, the hospital. Tanaya was born. He called me. He said, I need to see you. I said, okay, I'm going to uh, come. And he said, I believe the Lord is calling me to start this business. Now I knew the background and I knew how excited he was earning 5000 You'd come to every live group with a testimony, meeting targets. You'd say, man, I met the targets. I remember. Um, we're settling, you know, we're settling, we're, we're growing this business. Can you imagine someone is excited about a business that's paying him 5,000 rand? Now you're destined for greatness if that's your attitude. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. And so, you know, uh, when he came to the hospital, he said, Let, you know, I'm, I believe God is calling me to do this thing. I said, did you hear from the Lord? He said, yeah. I said, for real, for real? He said, yeah. I said, because there's no crying. 
They don't cry babies when you decide to start a business. They don't cry babies. The crying stops now. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, I'm sure. I said, okay, let's go. And then we started the journey. The first six months, how much did you make? Zero. But if you plus or minus zero, plus or minus zero, that's just how it works. If you ask any business person in here, they will tell you the story of making the zero negative in the first six, seven months. But how do you get there? Where do you get the attitude to carry the zero? You get it when you are in practice. In practice, if you land that right at it, man, you're gonna carry that zero graciously. You'll still show up with a smile. Amen. And so I'm telling you, these are life principles that you see in the Word of God that when you start applying them, they're going to change your life forever. Can I get an amen? amen? You know, I asked my wife to come as well because she, she, she also walked the same journey, you know, having graduated with a, an erudite scholarly degree from... Uh, uh, from UCT. UCT, yeah, from the, UCT. The best university yeah. in the world. Yeah, Come on. right. That's, that's University of Zimbabwe. That's the best university. <laughs> and so she, she did that. And what was your first job? Man, my first job um, after, after um, getting my degree was an analyst, fixed income analyst. Um, but I was coloring in spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this was my very first job. Um, after and and, and your, your superiors yeah. were not as educated no, no. as you are. No, 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 they weren't. They definitely weren't. And that's always the test. No, you know, how do you carry yourself when your boss only has metric? Or no metric, <laughs> but they're the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Yeah. If you don't know how to carry yourself at that level, you're going to miss the opportunity. God put you there for a reason. Can I share, can I share a bit? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I graduated from UCT with a, with a master's degree in that's of finance. So my, 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 my idea, you know, was that, man, I'd arrived. You know, I thought, you know, I was going to get into the marketplace. I was going to get that corner office. Man, I was going to be the boss. You know, so obviously it was much to my dismay, you know, literally when they made me sit in the between two desks, right? So I had, I didn't even have a desk. And here I was with the master's degree. They didn't even bother to give me a desk. Literally, there are two desks next to each other. And I pretty much sat, now, I, I don't know if I should say this yes. in church, but I sat right in the crack of the two desks, <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, they didn't even have a desk. Man, they didn't even give me a laptop, okay? Yo. So I was sitting there with my master's degree, yeah. Yeah? no corner office. And lo and behold, the very first job that I had for quite some months was coloring in spreadsheets. Man, I had a funny, I had a, like a funky uh, uh, master's degree in maths. Here I was coloring in spreadsheets that my, 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 my six-year-old can do. Man, I was, I was tempted to be, to be really offended. Man, I was tempted to, you know, to just quit. Right? I was tempted to say, man, who do they think they are? And not only did I have to color in spreadsheet, but I had the, I had the honor of, of making everyone's coffee. <laughs> Each and every single morning. That, that was what I had the honor of doing with a master's Praise degree. The man. But church... It's so important, man. It's so important that you just you 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 just humble yourself, man. I knew that God had placed me there, man. I knew I'd prayed for that job. It was actually my dream job, and God had purposely planted me. And man, this was really a test. <laughs> you know, it was a test of of being faithful, man. It was test a test of maintaining a good attitude while learning and growing. And as I, I as I maintained that good attitude, man, the Holy Spirit gave me a witty invention. And gave me a way in which I could automate the spreadsheets. 
So I wasn't just coloring in the spreadsheets. I was now automating Hallelujah. the spreadsheets. Spreadsheet and before automator. I, the, the automator, right? <laughs> and before I knew it, I was not only automating spreadsheets for the one boss, but I was literally automating spreadsheets for the whole floor. Um, I, I had started this job on a graduate program, and typically the graduate programs are like 18 months. Man, I got a permanent job probably after eight months. Praise wow. God. That was just the attitude, just maintaining a good attitude, maintaining a, 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 you know, a positive attitude. And it wasn't long before the right people started seeing the right attitude in me. And man, I was promoted in that company. Man, I've, I've traded probably their first um, risk uh, management instrument. And before I left the company, after working about three, three years, maybe two and a half, years i was managing a asset and liability portfolio of about three billion rands praise god and that's all coming out of university so i just want to encourage you maintain a good attitude man Amen. your boss is not your your problem hallelujah your boss is not your problem god has purposely planted you wherever you are man he's your boss god will reward you and so keep on keeping on keep being faithful keep being committed keep showing up and showing up on time keep doing what you've been told to do and do it well Man, and, and you'll be promoted. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to pray and we'll release you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you for uh, every single one of your children under the sound of my voice. Father, we just thank you for favor. Lord, we thank you for you've put them in the marketplace uh, for a reason. Lord, we know that there are open doors of opportunity uh, right before them. Uh, we know, Father, that you have gone before them and made every crooked path straight. Every high place has been made low. Lord, we thank you for new relationships, divine connections. Lord, we just thank you, Father, that in this season, there is a turning around. There is a turning around and you are pushing us and moving us in the direction of our destiny. Lord, we thank you and we give you all of the praise. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and someone shout, Amen! We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.